podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to The Paddock and the Pavilion with Stephen Wallace. In each show, Stephen will interview someone connected to the world of horse racing or cricket. Hello everyone. Following our recent podcast about Arkle and Millhouse with Sean McGee, today's Cheltenham Festival podcast looks ahead to Shiskin and an Ergamins clash in this year's Champion Chase. My first guest is horse racing historian Sean McGee. Welcome back, Sean. Thank you very much. Well, before I ask you for your thoughts on the Champion Chase, Shiskin, Energamine, and others, I wanted to ask you about the Queen Mother Champion Chase, the race itself. When was it first run? Well, the race we now know as the two-miler at... Uh, Cheltenham Festival first run in 1959 and broadly remained uh, with that title until 1980 when the Queen Mother moved into the race title to celebrate her birthday. And so there's this very strong connection between uh, the Queen Mother and this particular race. But she, of course, loved her, loved her jump racing much more than flat racing. And there are all these, you, you, you cannot see a picture of uh, the Queen Mother at Cheltenham without noticing she's beaming with enjoyment. Um, and she was a proper, I mean, it's a cliche in some ways, but it's, she was a proper um, patron of the sport, rain or shine, and whether she had a runner or not. And uh, it, she's a very important aspect of the, the history of the, of the um, champion chase. The, the, the role of honour of this race is absolutely stunning. I wrote down just earlier today some uh, sort of random thoughts about the great horses who've run in it, and I came up pretty quickly with Dunkirk and Flying Bolt and Crisp uh, and Remittance Man and Viking Flagship and One Man and, oh, it's just a teams with quality. But it needs to because it's a race which is very, very high class every running of it and um it's just it's, for a lot, a lot of people it's the real highlight of the festival it's got a uh, lot of speed speed everywhere jumping accuracy pinpoint accuracy it's really a wonderful thing to watch and of course mistakes are usually punished so this year we've got a we've got an absolute crackerjack of a race and i'm really really looking forward to it there's some of the names that i've written down myself um Sean. I've also got Altior down here, Masterminded, Badsworth Boy, who won uh, three times for yeah. Michael Dickinson. Who would you say of those horses we've mentioned um, are the best, say, four or five that have won this race? I think, without being a cop-out, I, I think it's just impossible, because how can you com- compare Dunkirk, who was an amazing barnstorming horse, famously his regular jockey, Dave Dick, the great the irrepressible Dave Dick. He supposedly, his first ride on Dunkirk, who was a fantastic front runner, um, he supposedly got off in the uh, unsaddle enclosure and just said, blimey, because of this horse's style of racing, which is rather nice. So there's a sad element to, to Dunkirk, because, of course, he was killed in the King George that Arkle uh, won in 1965. Really, I don't, I'm not evading the question too much, but I mean, if you look down, who would you leave out? You wouldn't leave out Flying Bolt, who won the champion chase 
And then the following day, the following day, not the following week, the following day, was third in the champion hurdle. There was uh, Crisp, of course, everybody knows and loves, not least your regular guest, Richard Pittman, who rode Crisp to the most magnificent Grand National performance ever. Yeah, we like um, to get Richard on the podcast. He's, he's a regular. Right, right. <laughs> He'll be pleased. I say, Richard will be pleased. We've got him on the podcast. Yeah, well, you have to with Crisp. I mean, as you say, Padsworth boy, three times winner, remittance man I just loved. Uh, he's he's deserves his Vanguard biking flagship. And the two more recently, Sprinter Sack and indeed Altior, who you mentioned. So I, it's the sort of race that is so good. And also, also the other thing worth noting, worth saying, is I would very rarely have a bet on this race. Not a huge punter anyway, but the race is too good for you to be looking beyond the leaders as, as the race unfolds. So I would, uh, it's, for, it's a race for purists, really. And it's got these so many aspects, and especially the jumping at speed. And significant speed, you can easily tell the difference between a three-mile chaser and a two-mile chaser in the way they jump. And I, I, it's just one of those races I would always look forward to. The Irish won the first three runnings of the race, and they also won the race in 2021 with Put the Kettle On. We've had a lot of Irish uh, success in this race. Yes, I mean, the first, the, first, the second and third runnings were both won by Fortria, who was a very high-class uh, two-miler and longer. And the next one of note was Ben Stack, who was our, like Fortria, was uh, trained by Tom Draper, who trained Arkell. But in terms of the Irish connection, of course, we've also got Moscow Flower. We have... Um, yeah, Moscow Flyer, one as an 11-year-old as well. Yeah, he was an amazing horse. He, um, I last saw Moscow Flyer in a paddock at the Irish National Stud in County Kildare where they have a few old racehorses and they have fantastically well-known and loved, beloved racehorses, including um, Moscow Flyer. And people just flock to see these old boys. Uh, and Flying Bolt, of course, was Irish trained though English bred incidentally but to me it's just it's just it's teams with riches you might say so moving on Sean to 2022 who do you think is going to win this year's Queen Mother Champion Chase is it going to be Shiskin for England or Energamine for Ireland or as some of our other guests have said it will be something else right well for me I, I, I don't have a firm Opinion, if need be, if I feel forced at gunpoint, I would have, uh, I would back the Irish horse. I don't know why, really, but apart from the fact that he's uh, odds against. So I'm going to evade that question and say I don't know. I'm afraid. If you force me, I'd say the Irish horse. Sitting on the fence there a little, Sean. Over the past month, I have spoken to seven other racing experts about the champion chase of 2022. Let's begin with one of our regular guests, former leading jockey and BBC presenter, Richard Pittman. I'm just going to concentrate on Energamain and Shiskin. And it may have raised an eyebrow when I put Energamain first in that duel. He was beaten, as you say, at Asset, what a great race it was. But 
inside of the stable. I'm told that tactics will be changed to run in the champion two-mile chase. And they hope and quite excited that they might beat Chiskin, but very aware that those two at that sort of pace, one bad mistake at offence alters the whole result. But uh, so I'm sticking with the Nergamine to beat Shiskin, but I adore Shiskin, and if he wins, I'll raise my hat to him. Next, I was joined by young racing journalist Sam Martin, who featured in episodes 106 and 107. So, Sam, who's going to win the Queen Mother Champion Chase, Shiskin or Inergamin? Oh, it's such an exciting clash, I think, to see them go again. Because um, now this time at Cheltenham, it's a completely different track to, to Ascot, where they ran before. Um, obviously, Nergamine was ridden really prominently. It gave Shishkin a target to race at, whereas um, Nergamine was just there to be shot at, really. Um, everything kind of went wrong for Shishkin. His jumping out of the pair of them was much worse. He made all the possible errors and yet didn't lose. And he showed, I think he showed a really excellent will to win that day because we've obviously, we've seen him a quite a lot, just absolutely hack up for like 10 plus lengths. But now we actually saw him have a proper battle. And I think we've just got to hope that that doesn't bottom either horse, like we saw with um, Surname and Altior. But I think it's going to be, I'm really excited to see an Ergamine jump around Cheltenham. He was, I was six. I was really hoping he'd run in the Arkle, but obviously he got injured. Um, so it is his first time at the track and, like I say, different test. But it's just so sensational. They're going to re -oppose with each other and hopefully it will be a rivalry to look back on um, and ha have great memories of in years to come. I think out of the two of them, I will possibly side with an Ergamine. I just think if they're going to change the way he's ridden, it should be a more interesting clash this time. Um, but as well, I've got to give a shout out to Nube Negra. Um, I think he should, he'll be finishing very fast, I would have thought, and Harry Skelton will be hoping to get there just in time. Um, he's a lovely, lovely horse. I'm lucky enough to have met him and given him a fuss, so I'll definitely be cheering him on. One person who is going to be busy during Cheltenham week is David Hunter, the CEO and clerk of the course at Fakenham Racecourse. Shiskin or Energumin, David? Well, the question, that's a question I think that will be on a lot of people's lips. So um, it's all looking as though it's going to be a, a fantastic uh, champion chase uh, to be run this year at Cheltenham. Um, great, uh, a great sporting event to go, people to go and see on the second day, on the Wednesday of Cheltenham. First of all, I'm sadly not going to be there. I, I don't think I'm going to be able to get to any of the days of Cheltenham this year because uh, we race on the Friday against Cheltenham on the 18th. And now, since COVID, declarations are 48 hours in advance. So I'll be giving uh, the, the ground and up early on that Wednesday, the 16th, doing things I have to do here in preparation for Fakenham on the 18th. But to your question, Shishkin or Nergamain? I think it will be Shishkin myself. Uh, that's where I would place any money if I had any money. But I'd have put it on, uh, on Shishkin. I really enjoyed that challenge of the two horses uh, in that small horse race at Ascot a couple of weeks ago. And, um, and I thought that the, the, the way Shiskin came back um, and, and then got his nose in front was really impressive. And, and I thought that uh, Nico gave him a lovely ride and didn't really 
have to get too much after him. The horse just knew what needed to be done and did it um, uh, without draining the tank completely. Um, and uh, and Ergmain, you know, couldn't quite get there. So it's going to be a great race, uh, but I think it will be uh, on Shiskin. But, you know, the Irish uh, certainly ran riot at Cheltenham last year. Um, so who knows whether they'll uh, be be doing that again. And um, uh, and Ergmain's uh, Willie Mullins will will have that horse in top form to, to take on Shiskin. But I think it'll be Shiskin. And on Friday the 18th, when you've got racing at... Uh... Fakenham, everyone there will be out to watch the uh, Cheltenham races on the TVs. Absolutely. We we'll, we get an extra large television in on Gold Cup Day and position it very close to the uh, parade ring so that everybody who's around and about in the parade ring, uh, the connection things, can uh, easily watch uh, the Cheltenham races in between the Fakenham races. And we have found that that day for us has become a, a really good day. Um, it was quite a few years ago that, um, you know, the Cheltenham extended to four days and landed on the same day as us. And we, from day one, didn't see it as a threat, but saw it as an opportunity. And we find a lot of people will come and enjoy days racing here. They know they can get in and out a little bit more quickly. All of our hospitality areas are fully booked and people enjoy uh, the days racing with us and also knowing they can get all the action from Cheltenham, they can see it all. They they they, they got the the atmosphere of a race meeting. They can put a bet on with the on course bookmakers, uh, who are quite happy to take the the Cheltenham bets as well as well as our own. And best of luck for the weather on that Friday. Well, let's hope so. Yes, um, it's been a challenging time over the last few weeks, and we should have raced last Friday, the eighteenth of February. But as uh, quite a few listeners will know, we were putting up with. Um, Storm Eunice coming in and uh, and it got the better of us, um, which was no surprise when you considered that the whole of England from south of Manchester was in either um, an amber or red weather warning and the weather was pretty appalling on that day and it would have been totally and utterly irresponsible for us to have tried to put a race meeting on with those high winds for race goers coming here but particularly horse lorries and horses coming from north, south, east and west to us. Uh, and indeed, even having got here, you know, um, a strong wind like that can be very dangerous with, with wings and other things um, lifting off. Uh, if you have a horse or a jockey that's down and needs to have the screens put up, um, it, it just would have been impossible to have done that. So um, it's a shame, but at least I was able to call it off in plenty of time so that everybody knew that uh, it wasn't happening didn't need to have any wasted journeys and could reroute their horses or their energies or whatever they're doing to, to another day. Anergamine had his first race at Lark Hill in a point-to-point maiden in January 2018. And one jockey who had a, had one ride at Lark Hill is Jacob Pritchard-Webb, the Sky Sports racing presenter. What are your thoughts, Jacob? Shishkin or Anergamine? That's a very good question. Um, I suppose looking ahead at Cheltenham with the form of last year and Shishkin and Shishkin having had track form at Cheltenham, you would be favouring him seeing his, he is already 1-0 uh, over in Ugamen. <laughs> and there are things that will also help Shishkin at Cheltenham that, necessarily didn't necessarily hinder him but you know everything went wrong for him that day um he made the mistake he was jumping out to his left 
and all these things can could hopefully be righted um, going forward into Cheltenham. He no man's got it got it up against him, but the possibility that throwing Shaq and Bonsoir into the mix, it almost it almost to me like they could do it a similar way to Bally Doyle do it, have multiple horses to help one horse that could fall into another man's favour. So Shishkin's now got two to um, look out for, whereas um, it could all fall into place for Anugaman. But he's got a he's got a difficult task ahead, I think. Um, but it's great for British points pointing and for Lark Hill to have had a, a debutante go on to do what he's done. It's just brilliant. That's a good point you bring in about Lark Hill. What, what's it like right, riding at Lark Hill? It's a very long way around. You need about 40 minutes to walk the course. The fences are big and upright. They must probably be the biggest point-to-point fences in the country. Um, I can't say I had a particularly fond time of it because it was cold, very windy, and my horse tipped up at the ninth. So, uh, and it was only my second ever ride. So you need a good jumper. So I'm not surprised he's a champion chasers. Um, but good horses go there. So again, I'm also not surprised he's gone on to be become the horse that he's done. But um, I do find it funny that he schooled at Nicky Henderson's with Nico on the week before he ran, and then he goes to be in Ireland, and now he's Nicky Henderson's greatest rival. I think that's just comical. And did you actually pick a winner, or were you sitting on the fence? Uh, I had no, I thought Shishkin would, would beat him. However, about halfway around, I, 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 I thought if I could become Irish, I would have done, but... Uh, they're both phenomenal horses. I, I, I've never, I've seen Shishkin in the flesh. flesh. I've never seen him uh, do a gallop or anything. But he is, um, he's quite a sight to behold. Especially this year, where they say he's grown. He now really is a um, an impressive looking animal. So you're going for Shishkin. Thank you. One trainer who is familiar with an ergamine is Devon-based Chris Honour, who came up against him on Anergamine's only point-to-point race at Lark Hill in January 2018. What do you remember about that day, Chris? Um, it was a little while ago, so um, it, it's more of a guesstimate than a knowledge. Um, but obviously, um, I've got a horse called Troy D. Mellon, who we ran that day. He'd already run quite well in a couple of other maiden uh, maidens. Um, so we probably weren't there quite hopeful, but when you have the likes of Tom Lacey in a point to point, um, he, he was quite, um, I think of the word, but basically he was winning quite a lot of races, him and uh, his, his jockey back then, I can't remember his name, name names are never my strong point, um, but uh, Tom Lacey was doing very well. So he would have been the one that we would have known would have been the the one to beat because he quite often had uh, four-year-olds that would be, he would be looking to sell pretty much after one run. So he, he would have been expecting it to win. And obviously now looking back with it, with, uh, with hindsight, it's always a wonderful thing. Um, he, he, he wasn't going to be far wrong, was he? <laughs> so, in a two and a half mile point to point, my, my lad, I think the highest he's been rated is 103. So uh, taking him on, taking on 170 plus horse, was uh, it was always going to be a difficult, difficult target. So uh, but there we go. So 
So uh, an ergamine won by three and a half lengths. So did you think he was something special on that day at Lark Hill? Uh, um, I wouldn't have said something. Not 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 to the where he is now. No, um, and I think anybody would have been a brave would have been a brave shout to call it back then as well. Um, it's obviously taken him a little while to get where he is now. Um, you know, he's it, he's obviously been a he's obviously been good, but um, even probably two years ago, he was starting to be touted. I can remember that. Um, but where he is now, you could argue um, he's he's one of the best two mile chasers around now. But is he even the best chaser in in William Mullins' yard? Shaqin Porsois, I I don't know. Um, it'd be interesting. Well, that what horse will turn up when he comes over, um, and they they take on each other, and then you've got Shiskin in the in the mix as well. So I, I think it's going to be one of the races of the festival. Um, this case, you know, I, I love love sitting down and watching it on the telly. I'm not a great fan of actually going. It's so busy. Um, you hit everybody's on top of you. So I'll probably sat in front of the telly and. With my five pound on something, <laughs> probably an outsider trying to make a bit of money and losing any money. But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's a great thing to look forward to. So, so you'll be on the so. Yes, so most you're... likely I would have thought. Um, I, well, I'm trying to remember. It's the Wednesday, isn't it? I think I've got runners on the Tuesday and Thursday, so um, uh, so I probably will, probably will, probably will be sat on the sofa watching it. So head on the block. Who do you think is going to win? Mm. I. I, I... <laughs> I'm going out of your mix. I'm going to go to Jacques Poisson, if I've said that correctly. Um, I just, I don't know. It's just, just something says that if he turns up and Willie Mullins hasn't lost faith and he knows what he's doing, it could be interesting. There isn't a lot between the three of them. And I think it's, um, what well, we had Moscow, Moscow Flyer, um, what was Pipes Horse, Well Chief and the Zerti Up. And it could be very much a, another Queen Mother like that when those three we're head to head coming down to the last. Um, probably one of the best Queen Mothers. And then even back before then, you had the Viking flagship, Travado. I can't remember what the other one was. And they came down over the last together. So, you know, it, Queen Mother always sets up some good races. When they're jumping those last two fences at the speed that they're going, it's, it's a sight to behold. And it's what, it's what we do the job for. And people are trying to say, oh, it's not all about Cheltenham. But you try telling that anyone who wins a race at Cheltenham, it is all about Cheltenham. And um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's something to look forward to. I wish I, I was ever in a position to have something as good as them. Um, but in, for now, I'll sit back on a sofa, watch and enjoy. Well, thanks for that, Chris. But you did have a winner here on the 26th of February at Chepstow. So things are looking up at your stable. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, we're just tipping away quietly. You know, obviously nine in training at the moment. And um, a few of those are babies, so they're not even running at the moment. So we had... Um, Tile Tapper winning yesterday, had a nice Philly win a couple of weeks ago called Mayhem Meyer. And um, at the moment, our flagship horse is Grumpy Charlie, who will be going to Cheltenham on, on the Tuesday for probably the Ultima. Um, and I'd like to think he'll have a good chance. He, um, he ran up against Brave Man's game the other day um, in a handicap. Um, so we couldn't beat him then. So we've decided to go the handicap route rather than take him on at levels. Again, um, in the in the um, three mile chase, um, so we shall see. But we go there, our fingers crossed, and hopefully we have a good day. So you won't be on the sofa on Tuesday, then, will you? No, no, Tuesday and Thursday. Um, Tuesday, uh, the Ultima, and then um, Mayhem. I will go for the Mayor's Novice on the Thursday. 
Um, so I'm very lucky, although a small yard, we've got some nice horses to play with. Um, and, you know, so we go there, hopeful rather than expectant, and we shall see how we get on. Well, best of luck to you. Thank you very much. One jockey who is heading to Cheltenham is Nick Schofield, who has just ridden his 50th winner of the season. Here's what Nick had to say about this year's champion chase. Shiskin, Energumin or something else? I'm going to go something else. If, you, if you're giving me the rest of the field, then I'll take it. Um, plenty of other good horses lining up. They had Shiskin and Energumin have very, very hard races at Asker. And um, although I love both horses, I think it would be silly just to think it's between the two of them. So who are you going for? I'm going to go for a massive price. I quite like Gary Moore's horse, um, um, Josh Moore rides. He's also in the Grand Annual, but I can see him just picking up. He won at Aintree last year in Handicap Company. He's a very smart horse. He's probably £10 short on ratings, but he could just come home well. Sadly for the podcast, Nick's selection, Editor de Geet, is now not running in the champion chase, but is entered for the Grand Annual Handicap Chase on the same day. Our final guest of the eight is former Irish champion jockey Charlie Swan, who won the Queen Mother Champion Chase in 1995 on the David Nicholson-trained Viking flagship. Who would he go for? Yeah, it's going to be a very tight race because I suppose if you would turn, if the television had broken after the second last, you'd still have said that Amerganen would have won. But when they got to the line, it was a different story. And Cheltenham is different. It's left-handed. It's undulating. It's a lot tighter track than than Ascot. So I think that puts in favour of, of Ergamon. But the only thing that day in Ascot, Ergamon never missed a fence. Everything went well for him. Um, so there isn't gonna, there's going to be very little between them again, I think. It's going to be quite a tactical affair. I think Paul might not kick on as early. He might hang on to him as long as he can and try to do Shishkin for a bit of speed because I think Shishkin probably stays better than Amurganen. And um, it's going to be a fantastic race. Um, I wouldn't like to really say, but obviously... Obviously, I'd like to see Willie's horse win, but um, um, it's going to be it's going to be a close one. There we have it. The paddock and the pavilion jury have gone for Energamine. Just like Arkle versus Millhouse, it is Ireland versus England. Will Shiskin give trainer Nicky Henderson a record seventh winner in the Champion Chase? Could Energamine or Shakan Poussoir give Willie Mullins his first winner in the Two Miler? Or will an outsider, like last year's winner, put the kettle on, grab the headlines on Wednesday, shortly after 3.30? Thank you for listening to The Paddock and the Pavilion. You can download the show on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at The Pad and Pav. Don't forget, if you like the show, please do leave us a rating and review. Podcast Network.